Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. So, Rich, you're in Twinsburg today? As usual. Yeah, actually, I've had a lot of travel lately, but uh, I had the whole TMC staff at my house this week. Oh, you know what, Rich? I, uh, I have a cousin. That reminds me, I have a cousin who works. He's a, uh, actually, it's a she. She's a driver for Amazon. And apparently, and this circulated throughout all of Amazon. Apparently, they they all share stories on some kind of switchboard or, I don't know, some kind of message, you know, bulletin board thing. Did your dog bite an Amazon driver? Because she was telling me that you were mentioned on this bulletin board. Yeah, I had my whole, I, you know, my, my team knows Frankie, my crazy, literally. Frankie, crazy. that's right. Frankie, Frankie bit a driver. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with my whole team at the house. So I, I think sometimes they think I over-exaggerate about what a lunatic Frankie, the Frenchie is, but they got a firsthand glimpse today when he, 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 uh, he got into an Amazon driver. Uh, so I'm, I'm just awaiting legal documents to be served by the amazon uh empire so this was this was some kind of case study like i say it was on the amazon driver bullet board my cousin was asking me about it like do you know this guy rich and i'm like really wow so you're famous among uh in in the amazon ranks but but since we are i wanted to continue with the animal uh chain of thought here if you don't mind so you, I, you don't know where I am, really, do you? I don't, know. Uh, your shirt matches your background a little bit, though. I don't know if that was intentional. I like it. It's a Western theme today, and uh, we have a special guest, Rich. Are you ready? Oh, no. Ready, Rich? Let's go. <laughs> Is that a... Look at that. The horse, it looks like... That's, that's like my a, place. That's my place in the back. In the back is there. It? Okay. And, is that uh, an is that is that an ADU? That is that that will solve our housing crisis right there. <laughs> Your Actually, first look uh, at a live ADU on the the vast Crisman. Uh, is that the Yellowstone Ranch you live on? I'm uh, on the on the hills above Reno, Nevada, and there are herds of wild horses or flocks or or pods or whatever the heck they're called. And uh, this this one apparently uh, is a rogue, feral uh, wild horse who's probably ailing. And uh, well, you can just you can see the scenery around. You know, it's pretty. Uh, you know, it's it's the wild west. And there, there you go. There's a remnant of the Wild West. I'm just waiting to see Kevin Costner sc- scrolling through the background in his wide insignia vest. But uh, going through the background, speaking like he's got gravel in his mouth. <laughs> exactly. Well, happy Friday, everyone. Rich Swarbinski with the Mortgage Collaborative here once again with the rundown with Robin Rich, where we take you into the weekend by running through all the latest in the mortgage industry and uh, and and wondering always where my 
esteemed colleague and co-host Rob Crisman is going to show up from. That's a better angle, right? You got the horse there. Look at that. Yeah. Some people would say, look at the asses you can see in that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a joke about that. Anyway, <laughs> I won't go there on this uh, G-rated show. <laughs> so uh, thanks again for joining us. And uh, as always, uh, please feel free to chime in in the chat or the Q&A and we will incorporate it into the show. Rob, I got to start by congratulating your Golden State Warriors all the way back. And if they're, you know, you play a team three years in a row in the finals. I it, just the way I'm wired. I, I'll I'll dislike Golden State until Chef Curry and Clay are 60, 70 years old. But if there's one team <laughs> that can make me cheer for the Warriors, it might be the Boston Celtics. So you might have me in the Warriors on the Warriors bandwagon here. Well, it's tough to uh, it's t- it's tough to root against them uh too much especially staff you know i mean real easy actually (laughs) oh well yeah whatever i think they uh uh but clay thompson has had an amazing uh comeback after his injuries and so forth same with steph uh dream everybody gets everybody's been hurt this season so yeah, it was it was fun to watch, and the, the Dallas Mavericks, you know, hats off to them, but they didn't quite seem to show up, especially last night. So, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens starting next week. Should be a good final. That's uh, assuming the Celtics take care of Miami, which seems like is going to happen. But uh, yeah, it'll be fun, and we'll of course be following it. So, and Rob, you keep breaking big stories like you know do you consider yourself media i mean you know these organizations that have you know like armies of paid reporters and you keep getting the scoop if that horse takes a dump live on camera uh i I don't know (laughs) it looked like he was just about to so i sorry where where was i going oh sorry bro if there's anyone who knows that a horse is about to do that i guess it would be you I don't know. I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not watching this piece. Just let me know if it heads my way. I, you know, there, there are dozens of mortgage bankers who are killed every month by horses. So, uh, dozens? anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll tell you these, uh, these high organizations that, that have teams of reporters and a lot of overhead. You can see. Sorry. <laughs> Getting closer. Um, this is unnerving. <laughs> I could these these same your the media outlets could be reporting tomorrow. Rob Crisman mauled to death, kick stomped by horse on live video. Right. Uh, where was it? Yeah. They uh, <clears throat> the uh, the story today or yesterday. Uh, about Equifax and uh, misreporting credits. Well, you know what? Allegedly, let's just say allegedly and reportedly and rumored. I mean, so forth. Um, yeah, it's it's not particularly good news if it all is true, because you have borrowers who are put into lo- certain loan programs by loan officers who are relying on information from from Equifax and when a borrower gets put into, let's say a non-QM program at at 6% instead of a a QM loan at 4% or whatever it might be, that that can be a real problem. And when you magnify it by potentially thousands of borrowers, 
that's a real problem if, if it's true. Hopefully it's not all true, and I'm sure Equifax and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will get to the bottom of it if they haven't already. So it is a uh, it, it shows how, I won't say fragile the system is, but how reliant the system is on certain parts. And when, uh, when something fails like that or something's wrong, something that uh, lenders and originators rely on, it can lead to problems down the road, some pretty serious problems and impact a lot of people in, in not a good way. So it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. If you think of how loans are priced, to your point, right? There's the, you know, the Fannie Freddie LLPA uh, grid of death where, you know, if you're 719 versus 720, it could be quarter half point difference. Uh, you know, average loan amount of $250,000, probably the GSEs. Um, I mean, this, this, I mean, and if it's thousands and thousands of borrowers that had mispriced FICO scores, the, you know, a lot of, uh, potential legal liability um, just based off that alone, just, you know, going into programs, maybe they shouldn't have, or even inside of a conventional agency program, having delivery fees above and beyond what they should be. So uh, something certainly to keep an eye on as we get into next week. So, and then um, also, coming out this morning, the more inflation data we got this morning, the PCE index, which is, you know, uh, the media and others will talk more about like CPI and uh, PPI, but the one that the Fed looks at the most is is the PCE, personal con- core, core Personal Consumption Expenditures Index. And it was up 4.9% year over year from last April, but fell from March and fell in line with what the Fed has kind of been saying that, hey, we feel inflation may have peaked, Um, stock market loved it. And I mean, to your point inside the report, a lot of things you've been talking about to your credit, savings rate in America, super high, a lot of people with money that they have saved, Um, the employment market incredibly strong, wage growth strong, restaurants, bars, you mentioned the airport and the restaurant parking lots on every show. And uh, one of the economists I read actually kind of spoke to that as well, that, listen, people are still spending money in the face of inflation. They had to dip into their savings a little bit more this month to do so. But, you know, essentially making the case that a lot of the other core things surrounding the economy and the labor market are pushing us through this. So stock market reacted very favorably to it. Um, and uh, appears to be some some good news going into the holiday weekend. Yeah, it is a little bit of good news. There, There is de- definitely the feeling that inflation may have kind of leveled off just as rates have kind of leveled off. Nobody can predict the future, but the signs point to we perhaps have seen the worst of, of 30-year mortgage rates for a while. Perhaps we've seen the worst of inflation. And I made the point the other day in my commentary that the Fed, just by talking about what they plan on doing, they're, they're talking their game, and that has an impact on the markets, and it has an impact on people spending and the inflation rate and so forth. So just the Fed presidents out there uh, on, on the stump talking about inflation and talking about what they plan on doing, we're going to raise rates, you know, half a percent, half a percent, whatever it is, 
the market, when that expectation gets, gets into the market, investors and people say, oh, wait a minute, this is, this is what's going to happen. And the markets don't like surprises and the Fed presidents who are out there speaking, they tend to eliminate some of the uncertainty that's out there. And it tends to have, the, have an impact without the Fed having to raise rates again. I'm not saying they won't raise rates again, but we may get to the point where inflation drops back down, rates slide a little bit, the economy is still doing okay, and the Fed may say, you know, we're going to pause on our rate increases. You know, the, the, the impact that we've seen already from what we've done and what the bond market has done is having the desired impact. And so we're going to, we're going to pause at some point, which would be nice. But uh, I think that lenders, and by the way, Rich, can you hear me okay? Yeah. The, the wind, uh, the wind here, uh, Mariah, they call the wind Mariah, um, has picked up a little bit. No, the, the, we may get to, uh, you know, we may start to proceed through 2022 further. Maybe we've seen the peak for 30-year mortgage rates, but I don't think anybody is expecting them to come back down to something in the twos. The economy would have to be doing pretty poorly for us to see that. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, to your point, I mean, I see people, it's, it's hard to go out in public or to a restaurant or to anywhere without seeing people who are out buying meals and renting cars and flying places. And I mean, the airfare, the airfares have really shot up. Hotels have really shot up, but people are still flying and, and staying. We're just getting into the, the, the traditional driving season, summer, summer vacation season when Folks are heading off to Disney World or Disneyland, so we'll see. Dow Jones set to snap an eight-week losing streak this week. Good week for the stock market, the Dow, the other major indices. Also, I've seen some mortgage rate relief for the first time in a while. Uh, over the last 10 days, yield on the five-year, 10-year, down a little over 25 basis points. So I've seen some rate relief as well. Um, and in another week that was really kind of winds of change, some of the housing data, new home sales, a huge miss down 17% in April versus expectations of just dropping like one and a half percent. That's a huge miss. That's mostly new builds. Um, and then pending home sales, which is essentially sales contracts that haven't closed yet, uh, were down as well, about 4% month over month, uh, about double uh, the drop that economists were projecting um, in general, some other reports about inventories being up a little bit and listing prices uh, being down a little bit. And it, it just, it feels like I was talking to one of our members this week and, and he uh, he did, oh, Larry Bashara, who co-hosted last week in Mortgage Today with me on Tuesday. He works for a real estate owned mortgage company. And the term he used was just like tired buyers. I, he was making the point that still a lot of demand to buy houses out there. But I just think you have a lot of people that have just been looking, looking, bidding, bidding, and that have just said, you know what? I'm sick of hearing about rates and prices going up. I'm going to hit pause for a little bit here. Um, they could be contributing to some of this as well. So a lot, a lot of interesting numbers that uh, hit the, the news wire this week regarding housing. Yeah. No, no question. It's a, uh, it, 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 we're already seeing the increase in interest rates hit uh, uh, housing, 
whether it's pending home sales, new home sales, existing home sales, all kinds of metrics to look at housing. But the, 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 I, will, I will maintain that regardless of rate, you know, there's, there's a certain segment of the population that wants to own a home. And uh, yeah, I would, I would be tired too if I was always being outbid by all cash buyers and certainly taking a hard look at these all cash programs where you can rent a balance sheet and pretend to have all cash to make your bid more competitive. So I would certainly be looking at those, but yeah, if you're, if you're, you know, bidding, 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 trying to buy a house and nothing, nothing is, is falling your way or the, you know, the bids just are, you're getting outbid. I would get tired too, but you still probably want to own a home at some, some level. And as you and I've talked about, I just don't see prices really going down dramatically. They might level off, uh, or maybe only go up 5% a year, which I think everybody in the industry would be happy with, you know, appreciation that's 20 or 25% a year, that's unsustainable and not healthy. And what happens is a certain segment of the population gets priced out of home ownership. And that, that segment of the population, unfortunately, tends to be the service workers who are, um, you know, do in service related jobs, whether those are you know, working in restaurants or, or gardening or carpentry, whatever it is, and they have to move further and further away because the rent is going up or because they can't afford a home. And that can lead to major problems down the road. So, yeah, I think, I think the parts of the economy tend to self-regulate. Uh, and I wouldn't mind housing appreciation slowing to, to near zero. I think that would actually be a good thing. Of course, the, the press will be all over that saying, oh, house price appreciation plummets. But if it's only going up 3% a year or 5% a year, I would argue that that's preferable to going up 20% a year. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially, yeah, the appreciation we've seen the last couple of years and to start this year, uh, a leveling or uh, just slight appreciation going forward. Certainly, I think the best thing just in general for for housing. So uh, this is the rundown with Rob and Rich. I'm Rich Swarbinski with the Mortgage Collaborative, joined as always by Rob Crisman. A uh, lot of I'm going to I'm going to change locations, Rich. Keep talking. A lot of funny uh, horse related comments in the chat, in the Q and A. Um, I can't I can't read the screen unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, a question it, about takeaways from MBA Secondary. We kind of did that last week. Um, this and, might be better. Uh, but Rob, we saw a couple confirmations this week as well. Julia Gordon, FHA, and Sandra Thompson, FHFA. Um, you know, we both have been able to spend some time with Sandra, who uh, we've talked about this before. Um, well, she's invited you to call her Sandy T, which Sandy I, I think has a lot that says a lot about the, the role that the mortgage collaborative has in the industry. Just it's refreshing governmental housing leaders that want to talk to people that are boots on the ground. That has not been the climate at all in our industry for a long time. So, from that perspective, she has been a breath of fresh air. I, I, you've told me she replies to your emails within like five minutes. Every time we ask her to appear at our conference, she does it. She went the extra step at our conference in Miami in late March, uh, wanting to come in early and have breakfast with our board of directors, which was so cool. And literally just, I mean, around the table, just, I mean, genuinely wanting to hear and soak in and hear from 
from our, our members. So, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought that was very neat. And then, uh, Tracy King from partners got up there and introduced her and, and she seemed genuinely interested in, you know, talking, talking to the group and hanging around beforehand and afterhand. So afterward, I guess afterhand doesn't make sense afterward. Um, yeah, it's nice to see. It's good. It's good to see. It's good to have a, a user friendly regulator out there in, in such a role of uh, authority. Absolutely. A couple questions in the Q&A um, about uh, mortgage industry will be 20% smaller than it is. This is in terms of like originating companies uh, One by the end of next year. Thoughts on that? Uh, MBA now has Q1 profitability. They reported it as five basis points. I'm I, uh, looking for reaction there. I know, you know, a lot of our members are you know, in the red uh, to get start the month or treading water and trying to do all the things to make the rest of the year profitable. But uh, obviously very tough business climate in Q1 from a profitability standpoint for mortgage lenders. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the advisory board of, of some lenders and a few of them are saying we'd be happy to break even in 2022. And that is not something that warehouse banks or correspondent investors or wholesale investors uh, or broker dealers want to hear break even that's all you're going to do but I'll tell you if you get a quarter or two of of losses the the broker dealers and the warehouse banks and the correspondent investors start to take a very hard look at you and so to break even maybe that'll be you know maybe that'll be good but I know it was a rough first quarter for a lot of uh, a lot of lenders out there. And regarding the, the 20% comment, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think we've already seen some pretty dramatic cutbacks. Some are publicized, others are not publicized. Other, you know, there, there are a lot of companies, hundreds, if not thousands of companies rich that are out there and they might, you know, certainly they're not replacing employees who leave. And they're taking a very hard look at originators who are only doing one or two loans a month and costing the company whatever those originators cost the company. So, so lenders are taking a hard look at, at marginal producers. And they're saying, gee, do, you know, if we need 25 underwriters to do 50 files a day, and now we're only bringing in, you know, 30 files a day, we need you know, fewer underwriters, plain and simple. And when the underwriters uh, are making whatever underwriters make, you know, I don't, I don't know, I'll throw out, you know, 75,000 a year or 100,000 a year or whatever, that becomes an easy place to cut back. And some companies are actually having trouble cutting costs fast enough to keep up with the loss in volume. And of course, the MBAs out there uh, giving us statistics about how applications are down week after week. And there have been some upticks, but for the most part, the trend has been down. And on top of that, lastly, many companies have become more efficient. They're using tools, uh, for example, to help underwriters become more efficient and, and try to save some money. But you know, to the, MB, to, the, uh, to the mortgage banker numbers that came out earlier this week, it is amazing because the cost per loan is over $10,000. And it's very, very expensive to originate a loan. So 
unless they bring those costs down, a lot of lenders are going to have trouble making money throughout the rest of the year. So there will be there will be some cutbacks. But you know, I think what's what'll be remaining as the year goes on will be. You know, it's kind of like, you know, we're dealing with with humans here, Rich, and and people and people that we care about. So this is going to sound a little bit harsh, but when you when you trim a plant and the plant actually flourishes and has a better, you know, better outlook going forward, I think that may happen with our industry. If you if you get rid of some of the marginal producers who are out there, and maybe some of the marginal employees in general, and they find other careers like within a bank or a credit union or if, other financial uh, service industries that might be better for the mortgage banking world in general going forward. So it's always, it's always changing, right? Always changing our industry in the fall of 2020 had to bring so many humans into it out of nowhere. You know, I just remember talking to lenders throughout that, you know, it was in the spring, send everybody remote on no notice. And then, you know, you got into the summer and it was just really, really starting to get busy and people were bringing people out of retirement. They were, you know, kids, interns, teaching them how to do file opening tasks and uh, it, uh, you know, and then now we're kind of seeing the other, the other side of that. And, uh, you know, as technology continues to evolve as well. So, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're just kind of getting back to the, the volume level from how things were before the pandemic. Yeah. 2018, 2019 levels, 2017. That's what I'm hearing companies use as metrics in terms of personnel needed, in terms of cost structure, in terms of expected income. You know, 2018, 2019, looking back at those levels, certainly people who have been in the industry a long time look at 2020 and 2021 as really, you know, years that we'll never see ever again. They were so unusual in terms of volume and revenue and and, uh, margin. So let's go back to more normal times and and move forward. And uh, I think that's a smart outlook. Yeah. And it's, you know, the, the unique thing about our industry too, just on, on the profitability side of things and the competition side of things is <clears throat> unlike a lot of other industries, there's so many different models, you know, from depository to non-depository and then in within each of those so many different models. And then you have, a, you know, I mean, most of the big uh, retail focused IMBs are privately held companies that made tons of money. And, you know, every time I hear our members, which is frequently lament about, oh my God, I can't, you know, the signing bonuses and I can't believe the stupid money that's being thrown out there at at this and at that. The companies that keep coming up are almost always privately held companies owned by one or two really wealthy individuals that uh, it's, you know, it's that, it's that market share game, throw your weight around, made tons of money, you, you know, reinvesting some of that back in illogical pricing strategies and uh frankie the amazon biter that was not one of my other crazy dogs but uh how many you got there rich i have three three dogs so yeah one of those old men who uh has like a room like a house full of dogs and you'll eventually pass away and they'll devour your carcass I hope not, but uh, me yeah. too. Me too. We wouldn't, we wouldn't <laughs> want to be, see that happen. It would be good for ratings, <laughs> and that's what it's all about on this show, Rich. 
I mean, you know, why else would you be broadcasting in a field in front of a live horse that uh, appears capable of boot stomping you at any time? So <laughs> the horse, the horse has wandered off. I don't know if you can see it over, over there, but uh, uh, it's, I'm out of, I'm out of harm's way. <laughs> this is the rundown with Robin Rich. I'm Rich Sorbinski with the Mortgage Collaborative, joined as always by Rob Crisman and uh, just a few minutes left. Uh, Rob, also a lot of lenders I talked to this week, just examining channel strategies as they. I'm going to walk into- a little bit, Rich, while you talk. Okay. As uh, as they as they get into the heart of uh, 2022, here trying to make sense of government's role in housing. Did you have a chance to digest any more of the Biden uh, housing supply plan? I didn't. No. Did I, you you did a you did a very good summary though for uh, TMC members, right? I did. I did. Trying to yeah, just cut through what will never happen and what could have some impact to Joe Mortgage Lender out there that uh, you know doesn't want to read through the whole the whole plan. So. <clears throat> Yeah, I think uh, you know. Earlier this week, I was in Sacramento speaking to a, a room full of realtors, and somebody asked about the uh, the Biden administration and so on. And I said, you know, I echoed something I've said on this show a number of times, and that's very difficult for uh, uh, housing plans that are set forth at that level. You know, Joe Biden can say, "Hey, let's do this," but you know, by the time it filters down to the county or the state, it's uh, it's very, very difficult. And I think lenders realize that. And lenders would like to see more affordable housing. But uh, as we've talked about, you know, I don't think a lot of builders even know how to spell affordable. So it's, uh, it's a work in progress. Speaking of work in progress, Rich, uh, you know, here's a sign of the times. Is that uh, is that is that your is that your beauty? Yeah, this is a fixer upper. I think. Uh, Where is cousin Eddie going to walk out of that thing? Is what cousin Eddie going to walk out of that thing? <laughs> I don't know. For for our but, podcast uh, listeners, Rob is wandering through a random field in Nevada and stumbled upon what what looks to be a dilapidated and abandoned mobile home yeah it's uh i think we've all yeah this is uh i don't even know what to say about this but it's not an adu um <laughs> anyway all right any yeah. any anything else uh relevant from your you world this week yeah i think i think the i think the realtors that i that i spoke with earlier this week in sacramento um you know for a while there they there were fewer listings than there were real estate agents in the united states but i think that's changed i think the the inventory is actually starting to pick up a little bit and uh just and anecdotally what i'm hearing from friends around different parts of the nation is they're starting to see a few more for sale signs. So that would be a, that would be a welcome site. A lot of funny comments in the chat about uh, is Walter White making blue meth in that uh, mobile home? Um, <laughs> Rob, found, Rob, Rob, found, Rob found Jimmy Hoffa. 
<laughs> Reno fix and flip. <laughs> oh yeah. Is that your home? Yep. So uh, uh, I'm going to, uh, here in Reno, I'm going to head down the hill and uh, visit some vape shops and some tattoo parlors. There you go. So, <laughs> that's a way to get the, the holiday weekend kicked into to full steam. So, right. well, uh, it is a holiday weekend. We're going to go a little bit shorter today, but it's good to, you know, it feels like I, I got to say, we've been talking about so much negative stuff on this show and, you know, the inflation numbers, first inflation numbers that were good, not good, but better than expected today. Uh, good week for the stock market. Rates have come down a little bit. A lot of different indicators that housing inventory is starting to pick up a little bit. Um, so a lot of things we've been lamenting about and hoping seems like it this week came together. I'm sure next week that means it, it's going to be chaos and uh, this will all reverse. But uh, oh, hey, at least- time out, Rich. Time out. Ready? Sorry. Sorry to interrupt, but I've never seen one of these before. Oh, no. Can you see that uh, horn toad? Oh, yeah. Look at that thing. Well, our podcast, all our podcast listeners, you really got to come on the live broadcast Fridays at three because you never know where Rob's going to show up. And you can see that. Okay. I could see it. Yeah. It looks like a flat back iguana or something. Are you picking that thing? Don't do that. Oh, Oh my. Oh, my God. (laughs) Took my finger off. (laughs) It lunged. It oh. lunged at me. Oh my gosh. Somebody in the chat that's evidently familiar with whatever that animal was says it will pee on you if you try to pick it up. And uh yeah, a lot of other people in the chat uh uh making ah, just never, you know this is value added, Rich. <laughs> value added right here. Oh, too funny. Well, on that note, Rob, uh, good luck getting out of that field uh, and uh, not attacked by something. And uh, any any good Memorial Day weekend plans for you? Um, just just a lot of exercise. There you go. A lot so, of exercise. Next. Going to take us out with some with some music. So let me know when you guys are done. <laughs> Right. Walk on music, walk off music now. Yeah. Music. yeah. So, uh, Rob, you, you took. You never know where Rob's going to show up to a new level this week. And uh, yeah, as always, uh, enjoy the discussion. And uh, we're here every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern with the rundown with Rob and Rich. And uh, you can find us also on YouTube after the fact video viewing. And on podcast where most of you listen, and we're deprived this week because uh, a lot of fun visuals. So, but uh, Rob, good luck and congrats to your Warriors. Enjoy the weekend, and I'll uh, I'll see you next Friday. Sounds good. All right, take Bye. care, everyone. Have a nice weekend. For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.